0: you're listening to The Association Show. My name is Torben Grosser.
1: And I'm Katrina Franzoy.
0: In this episode, you will get to listen to Sheila Marloy, the Executive Director at the Coast Waste Management Association, and her session on the new board role. If you're wondering what the point is of offering presentations as a podcast, please go back to episode zero, where I take more time to explain how exactly we got here. But before we begin with the session, let us provide you with some more background and context on why we chose the structure of this particular session.
1: So with this session, much like the others, the idea for it was born out of the research that was done. So something that stood out to me in the research of everything was the need for association boards to evolve with the times. And I was curious about why they weren't. So we're in the middle of arguably the craziest time the world has has been in in, in decades. Um, and we've been here for almost two years. So if you haven't put serious effort into trying something different, then, then what are you doing? You know, like now really is the time to try something different as we all try to figure out what to do next. And let's be honest, almost two years, like I said, into this pandemic, and a lot of us still are, especially as things continue to change. I think there's a lot more grace and compassion for saying, let's try it and see if it and see what happens. If it works, then great. And if it doesn't, then okay, at least you try it. And now you have a jumping off point. But nothing changes if nothing changes. So I don't know Torben, would you agree with that?
0: It's uh, it's driving me nuts, Katrina. I I, I mean, not directly related to associations and association boards, but when, I mean, the lockdown, the first lockdown and all the other subsequent lockdowns and mini lockdowns and like maxi lockdowns and whatever every country had were terrible for the events industry. And I thought, you know, this is terrible, but also there's a lot of stuff that goes wrong in the events industry and that I would really like to see change. And I thought, you know, maybe this can be, this healing period in which we will stop doing everything wrong that we've done in the past and we'll become better people running better events and doing more for society um and that was really helpful until i went back to the first on-site event like sometime last year and realized that no we're definitely going to go back to the same old ways
1: Yeah, which is, it's kind of disheartening because there's such an opportunity right now. There's, especially with the advancements in in technology, et cetera, et cetera. It's just, and I feel you, it's not just like an association thing. It's like an entire world thing as well. There's an opportunity here.
0: uh, The entire situation is messed up enough. May as well get (laughs) something something good out of it
1: yeah i agree i absolutely agree so now full disclaimer sheila is a customer of eventmobi and you could say that might be a conflict of interest but being a customer of eventmobi meant that we already knew one thing about coast waste management association at some point in the during the pandemic they made a critical critical decision to adapt to their circumstances and ultimately
0: for the future
1: talking to Sheila, she's also
0: not talking about eventmobi right
1: no, she's not. She's literally going through how her board handled, uh, you know, all of the changes that happened in March, 2020 and how they continue to handle it. And kind of like, you know, it, cause it's all bumps. It's like a, it's like a crazy roadmap where we're all on and, and the road is building itself as we're driving on it. So she really does talk about how her board navigates all of that. Um, and offers like really practical tips as, as well. Um, so so talking to Sheila, she had, she had so much passion for the topic as well when I brought it up to her and she was immediately like, oh yeah, this is exactly what our board did. And, and she, and she, she said in this session, she pulled from her board's experience and was able to, to give the audience a list of suggestions. Like I said, that practical stuff uh, on how uh, they can take their own association board um, and, and adapt it and evolve it. So. For your listening pleasure, here is Sheila Malloy with Your Board Has a New Role. Are you ready? Enjoy, everyone.
2: Before I get going, uh, again, my name is Sheila Malloy, and I'm the very proud Executive Director of the Coast Waste Management Association, and I want to acknowledge uh, with respect as part of my journey in reconciliation with Indigenous people in this country, the Lekwangan peoples on whose traditional territory our organization is based, including the Songhees, Esquimalt, and Husseinich Nations. All right, you'll see a quick map there, gives you a good idea where Vancouver Island is. I noticed some people from other parts and other countries are in, and so we're tucked in on the west coast of British Columbia in Canada. All right, here we go. What am I here for? And why would I start with a boxer? Because I used to own a boxing gym as part of the bio that you may or may not have gotten or read. Uh, And this is quite appropriate given all of our work as association leaders or event planners in the last year. I am a strong fighter. I'm a fighter who can adapt to my surroundings. So I'm starting with Canelo Alvarez, who is the undisputed super middleweight champion of the world and his really great way of talking about being a fighter, which I think all of us can absolutely uh, understand right now. All right. Next up, and we're just so much change. So I just had a little delay there in my, my, power, my PowerPoint apologies. So all of you have gone through so much change. It's been 18 months, 20 for some, depending on when that pandemic started. I use the P word. And your board has a new role. Are you ready? Uh, we've changed. There's so much stuff that's happened in the last uh, two years. And in this session, I'm going to go over really quickly the new responsibilities your board might be facing and how to manage it. Before I get going on some of the tips and tricks and other uh, context setting, I do wanna stop and just acknowledge that I know that people from all over the world, associations or not-for-profits all have a completely different board and staff relationship. Some are more formal, how your relationship is, the communication and the way things work. Uh, And we know that generally the job of the board is to govern the association. So depending on the size of the association and its resources, Governing may take on completely different meanings. So in my case, we have about a 42% formality. You'll see the big bales of garbage. Uh, And, you know, really, when you're talking with landfill managers versus uh, policymakers from the Canadian government, you've got a pretty wide range of formality happening, and that translates to my board. But whether you're formal or large, or if you have lots of money or a little bit of money, I think that a lot of the thoughts today Will be relatable. So I'm going to start with a quick quote from one of my amazing board members to give you an idea of our organization. The organization and the members are some of the most cooperative, respectful people I've had the opportunity to work with. It is the perfect place to explore general waste challenges and advance sustainability in a professional and supportive environment. And you'll see there a picture of people sitting around together because traditionally we always met in person. So you can imagine how much change had to happen once we started through this pandemic. We are a community of leaders, so just a little more context so you know where our decisions came from and where the roles came from. CWMA is a membership association, Uh, been here for over 25 years. We have over 160 organizations from all across British Columbia, uh, Canada, and other provinces as well, um, including the United States uh, and a couple other international members. But 163 members with 750 active participants. So that means I talk to a lot of people in any given week. We have a community reach of over 4,000 so you know you start a pandemic and a lot of people look up to us as leaders means that we had that many people kind of looking towards us to see what we were doing. Our members are involved in recycling and composting, and so it's not the sexiest place in the world to work all the time in the sense that we're dealing with waste, but we are trying to save our environment. So I think that there's something beautiful about that. There are eight board members, exactly eight, and one staff member, and you are looking at her. And so our resources are small, but... We do a lot of great work. We always joke. We have a boxed wine budget and champagne results. And for the friends from Italy who I saw coming on earlier, boxed wine is a thing here in North America where wine comes in a giant box and it's cheaper. We're really sorry for that. All right, so I'd like to introduce you to my board because again, the context is important as we're talking about new roles and responsibilities. These are the eight best looking people I stare at from across different online uh, venues, but we used to meet only in person. So first off, they're representative. Each board member represents key populations within our membership. So that's really important. They're pretty easy going. It's an island practical thing going on here. So we are on an island means where, you know, there's a slowness to things and there is island time. So we always start late. I was super impressed with this group because we were right on time. Love it. Um, but just because we're easygoing doesn't mean that this board isn't taking their responsibilities. Uh, you know, seriously, they do. They're very hardworking. So some of you will deal with management teams or boards or other places, and I'm not sure where you all come from, but for sure there's generally one or two people on boards from time to time who are there to pad their resumes and maybe not get any work done. In this case, all eight are there to support and help get things done, and it really shows in their high level of engagement. They're very engaged um, with governance, but also with rolling up their sleeves to get things done. So gives you a good platform to where I'm starting from at the beginning of this pandemic uh, and how the roles and responsibilities of my board changed. Before I get there, though, Please be assured, we're not just dismissing the elements of good governance that already exist for this board or for any boards for -for not-for-profit and associations. We still have to maintain fiscal responsibility, and we still need appropriate structures, and you know, there's transparency and strategic planning. We're not dismissing those. They're very important and became even more important, I'd argue, but there's new responsibilities that we want to talk about now. So I'm just going to dive in. Wait, I'm not... You've been warned, Adapting 101. I would love for the producers to put up my poll now. And I'll ask you, how did your board, or if it's a management team that's more relatable in this case, that's fine, uh, adapt during COVID? And we know COVID's not over, but just for the last two years, we'll run with that. So no adapting needed. We did not change a thing. Slightly adaptable. They were okay, but it was a challenge for them. Mostly adaptable, they were open-minded and adjusted well. Very adaptable, they engaged and were flexible to new ways of working. And the final choice, super adaptable, they were inspirational and led the way. So I'd love to take a quick and and uh, before, uh, you know, I know that there's a few seconds and we want to give everybody an opportunity to do that. And so what I'll let you know. First off is that navigating this pandemic and its aftermath, which who knows when that's going to come, is one of the biggest challenges of our time, I would argue. Uh, And to keep your mandates moving forward, I think that adopting new ways of doing things and adapting quickly was really necessary. I spoke to a lot of association friends here in BC, and a lot of them would say that staff were predominantly responsible for leading through those fast moving changes, but I really think that the board of directors have to play a very key role going forward, so I scored my board adapting score at 81% they scored me 92 so that should tell you a lot about how we manage things. And i'm looking at this now and i'm seeing that 50 percent of you isn't that fantastic had very adaptable boards so mostly adaptable a little bit of challenge there and for those of you slightly adaptable that was actually more common than what i heard so this group definitely has some real uh, pride and joy in the very adaptable side now that said this was about what i expected almost kind of equal between the two but every board's different and there's lots of work to do so thanks for taking the poll and let's move on to what changed for our association so first off there's four main duties that changed and i would say that it's something that everybody could consider looking forward Um, You know, this might work for your board, it might not, but I really think that there's adaptations of these different duties that changed for us. The first one was decision making pace. Oh, my goodness, speed became so important during the pandemic. New processes need to be implemented, absolutely to be implemented so we could have discussions and thoughtful feedback. But we had to make faster decisions. So that, you know, meant online meetings. But it also meant more emails or different ways of managing emails. And we considered an awful lot of technology to manage that, but we had to move fast. And, you know, for people from an island that is harder than you think it is. So we absolutely decision-making pace became a new duty. We had to learn to move faster, Um, greater collaboration. So this one was huge. It was so important. We increased our collaboration. It became a major duty of the board to actually have more discussion and help spread out new ideas. Usually, I can come up with everything. Entrepreneur by nature, absolutely love to come up with creative thinking, kind of the MacGyver of uh, you know um, executive directors. And I'm probably aging myself saying that, but you know you can put together anything with a cotton ball and a Q-tip, uh, you know, and a piece of tape. But in this case, it became even more important in planning things that the board came with their creativity. And so we named it, we called it the big board brainstorms. Whenever we'd have these sessions, it really was their time to come in and, and contribute. So that collaboration with me and the board really helped a lot. And on a side note, during this pandemic, It became a really, really important way to let everybody's anxiety out of the room. So there was a real qualitative benefit of actually having these sessions that were away from all of our other work and just together. So part of that collaboration, obviously they had to come to the table with ideas was also having the duty of closer connection to members. And I'm not talking about, they represent certain areas. I'm not talking about, Hey, I'm going to go for coffee with these people, which you couldn't do anyways, but really it was about understanding members needs and deliberately adding time in to learn how they're feeling. So Everyone does formal surveys, you get a temperature check, you see what's going on. But in this case, we actually tasked the board to go and do informal calls and really get a better sense of how people were managing. What that allowed us to do was something like, and as a for instance, taking on EventMobie and very early in the pandemic, making the decision to pivot to virtual on everything. We just made it because what we heard in these informal calls from everybody was that they were just the ambiguity of the situation. They just wanted some certainty and we chose to give it to them fast and early and that was all about making the closer connections. The final duty is kind of twofold and maybe it should be two, but really it's about the managing ambiguity so we all have been doing this for two years i'm exhausted mentally it's so hard to always be trying to abstractly think about what else could happen but really what that looks like on paper as a duty is that we have to manage backup plans more so this board especially really talked through all the alternative plans and then the second side of that was saying we don't really know what's going to happen so we also have to just settle back and accept some of our fates as they come to us. But what we needed to do is create the process and be comfortable with ambiguity and be comfortable with abstract thinking that it did become a duty. We actually would take time to say, all right, so is the ambiguity too high in this? How can we manage it? And so I think it's actually going to put us in a much better position in the future to be proactive rather than reactive or at least a little bit less reactive. All right. And here's the four skills. So my poor board had to come up and learn some new skills. Uh, the first one was technology knowledge. There's no doubt that having more insight into technology, learning how to use them was really important, but also, and I think this is something that resonates now for everybody going forward, is that boards of directors, as they govern an association, need to understand these technologies. And so that means it's no longer an operations decision. Hey, I love this software. I can't wait to get QuickBooks on. I'm going to the cloud. It's not just about me or the staff or, you know, what we think is right. It is about the board understanding that because it has absolute consequences on the way the mandate's managed. So whether you're, you know, the benefits and the risks of the organization includes accessing sensitive information from home, the board needs to be up to date on these things so that they really understand it. So that that's going to take some new skills for sure. The next skill was a leadership skill leading digital transformation. Maybe I've not used the right words there, but that's what we considered it, where the board had to really step up and show this outward support. How do I use this? How do we come in? What do we do? What, when you're in EventMobi, how do you access this? What goes on? Well, they were the first ones out the door. They were the early adopters. They the ones coming to on all the online events and trying and then teaching others and really giving a good positive attitude about it, saying, "Yep, yeah, I don't know how to do it, but I'm going to head on in there and give it a try. So leading digital transformation from a board level, I think, is a skill that's going to have to go forward because we're going to see a lot more changes and technology is going to continue to be an, a really important part in everything we do. Uh, OK, so finally. Intraboard mentorship, and then I'll head into authentic communication, and I think that's going to be it after um, an awful lot of fast talking. I just want to make sure I've got the time right, but let me stop and really take a moment on intraboard mentorship. So intraboard mentorship became a new skill. Mentorship is not for everybody. Expertise and knowledge from each of your board members is a thing. You bring them in for finance. They're an expert in something. But to have them actually mentor other board members, that's a whole new level of skill. And having them learn and understand and be comfortable with that uh, was really important to us. And so it wasn't just hey, we've got the real technologically savvy board members mentoring and teaching the maybe less technologically savvy mentors. It was actually something that might sound a little grim, but it occurred to us as well that a lot of our long-term board members, the the ones that had been there that have all the history, that perhaps we didn't actually have the mentorship working the other way as much as we could have and should have. And so that's become a really important skill set. You know, the The truth of the pandemic is we could have lost some of these really important people. And although we have chronicles of things in an administrative way, maybe we don't have the stories told in the way that we should. And technology is going to play a part in that for us, too. So I actually think this is going to be one of the more important skills going forward is the intra-board mentorship. And then finally, authentic communication. So transparency and honesty are important. My board are good communicators, don't get me wrong. It's not about the fact that they weren't transparent. It's about the fact that authentic communication means listening more often than you speak. And I think this is a skill that a lot of them had to not applied for a long time. And they did have to learn it again. I mean, they listen, but I mean, becoming a really good listener, going out and meeting with the members or the public or whoever you're talking to, and really hearing what they have to say, allowed us to pivot quickly, allowed us to move forward in a way that gave people assurance. But the only way we were going to do that was to tap into their feelings. So that's a fast eight pieces of information. I hope you're able to enjoy and, you know, just bring some of it into your brain and apply it to your situation quickly. On a final note, adapting gracefully is one of the things that we talked about in this whole experience. I don't know if we were so graceful most of the time. We certainly used our humor a lot. Humor was really important to us, but I'd, I'd actually argue that there was a lot of grace. A big challenge for us was all of these pivots, and we were in this together, really, to try to take those four new responsibilities and duties and those four new skills, and by learning them and moving through that process together, I think that we managed to become a pretty resilient, uh, really focused association in the way that we could practically respond and to our members' needs as well as to each other's needs. Because let me tell you, there's an awful lot of emotions involved in the last couple of years in managing board and staff relationships in an association this size. All right, that is it. That is all I have for you. So I hope that that uh, gave you some insight and some thoughts and some thinking and some questions potentially. And I'm here to answer any questions you might have.
0: Thanks for still being around. That was Sheila Malloy, and your board has a new role. The Association Show is a production by Mobi, hosted by me, Torben Grosser, with the fabulous...
1: Katrina Franzoy.
0: Katrina Franzoy is also our lead producer. I'm the executive producer. Video and audio editing by Francisco Sietzkowski, a live stream production by Ryan Sterno and Nathan Roberts. Queenixu and Jean Nim are our graphic designers. You can find The Association Show everywhere you get your podcasts from and on eventmoviecom forward slash The Association Show. Thank you so much for listening.
1: Thanks, everyone.